how goes it? Welcome to Weekly Games Chat. This is episode, let me hover because I forgot already. Oh my God, it's our one year anniversary. It's episode 365. Uh, my name is Sean and, and if I tell you what, if you're brand new, you have stumbled upon greatness. This is the greatest podcast in the world about video games. And we thank you for downloading and listening or however you found us. Hey, if you happen to see us on twitch.tv, that's at Weekly Games Chat, of course, on twitch.tv. Maybe you saw us there. You got to see us record this episode. How cool is that? Thank you for those of uh, those fine folks that show up there. Uh, once again, my name's Sean, episode 365. Uh, I am joined by my two homies, as always. Uh, they they are amazing. I love them so much. Uh, I love Chris's shirt. I just did a pivot and introduced Chris first because he has a Marvel shirt, Marvel shirt that is Thanos. That is a sign. Um, is it? The, uh, yeah, it's a cool shirt. He said it was relatively new. I saw him wear it for the first time today. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What up, Chris? What up, Sean? <laughs> I'm really glad we've done one episode every day for a year. I know. it's It's been exhausting. We need a break. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's, it's a lot of work. No one uh, thought we could do it, but we proved you can get five it. years worth of content in just one. <laughs> uh, DB Cooper himself is also here. John, how are you doing, John? <laughs> See, the reason that we made the joke about the year, John, is because it's episode 365, and there's 365 days in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, just it's just that, and hello, everyone, but it's just I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little self-conscious these days because, you know, right after, right after the show was over last Tuesday, I got on the phone, got on Discord with these guys, mm-hmm. and uh, I think w- as soon as I, as soon as I got in Discord, I think the first thing that was said was by Sean, and he said, "This Discord is lit tonight." Because <laughs> so it was like, what was it seven people in the chat? And then Chris and Sean, ladies and gentlemen, and only you can confirm this began to tell me that they had just recorded the greatest episode in weekly game shed history. Oh yeah. Cause you weren't here. And, and it, it, it is, was. it is a credit to these two gents right here that they have allowed me to be back on the show this week. I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> in my, in the menial, in the menial talents that I possess. I don't know why I am on this show. I've been asking myself that for 365 days. He didn't get well, the letter. Did he? It, here's the deal. So just to recap, John, uh, you might have been a little tipsy, let's be honest, which was great. And you did you did hop into our post-show Discord, my personal channel, where we all kind of hang out. Uh, and it was good to see you. It really was. And we Thanks, did, man. It was, it's always good to see you, by the way. And yeah. I mean that. I'm not just saying that for the thousands of people who listen to this show. I mean that. Um, we, we There was a point where Chris and I, I were doing our thing. John, you're trash. And <laughs> you're, we don't, you're trash and you're, this is it. But no, un, so Chris and I, we, we made the pre-show joke about how it was going to be the quickest topic ever. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, love, love a good pre-show. Because he thought, he thought with the topic, it was supposed to be just the delicious course of Cuphead, a short DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That bad boy went like two over two hours, which is up there in, in <laughs> length. And then we pivot to the user portion of the show. We had some good news. Uh, and I mean, the flow, the show was kind of, it was good, mm-hmm. we thought, but it wasn't yep. great by any means. And then the emails came in, right? And they were, they were legitimately the best emails we've ever gotten on this show collectively. 
I say that because I don't want to highlight one, but together they made a team. And that team shone. It shined. It shined. <laughs> it was Team Shonies. It, it was. Remember the Shonies breakfast bar? <laughs> Speaking of goaties, that's right. what's up. Well, it was, yes. I, 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 re- I, found a, I found my own way to reach out to our audience when I knew I wasn't going to be on the show. I'm like, you guys really. You need to you need to step up and send in some emails um, because you know my absence is going to be felt and it cannot be supplemented by these two alone. It needs to be your voices. You need to be on there and make sure when you do that that you one of you writes an email about me specifically. Well, I, I will definitely say got that that was here and it was great. Did you did you get a chance to listen to the show to read that email? No. We could recap it here in the intro if you wanted to, Chris. <laughs> Unless we deleted it uh, no, for, for hold John, on. For, I can pull it up for. Well, that could be John's. That could be John's intro. You know we, how we all have a thing. Uh, but I, John, I got to tell you, we th- we think, and this is my running theory, that the show was great because at three thirty-seven on last Tuesday, that was Eastern Standard Time, we got a text from John Barron. That's how you're saved in my phone, by the way, John Barron. Because there's a thousand other Johns I know. There's no other Johns. Why aren't you just John? <laughs> Call me Pookie. Pookie. Uh, and it says, we'll miss you guys tonight. And I read this last week. And then you say, have a great Pat podcast. It didn't stop there. There's a red heart emoji. And mm. that that's where the love came in. Chris, you already got that email pulled up from last week for John? I do. I'm just going to go to the part that's about him in it. Yeah. Um, but this originally this came. Was this, this was from last week. Yeah, tell him, Chris. This is from Matt from Ohio. Okay, John? And he said. Has he, has he written in before? Um seems like this might have been his first time but uh can't confirm first time long time Uh, (laughs) he says on a more serious note however i feel i had to write in to check on john in the last few weeks his life seems to be unraveling he's revealed that he's had to borrow tools from his kids uh left his wife left him to live on the beach with another man his power was shut off live on air and lastly he has resorted to eating old moldy potatoes under the guise of health concerns i wonder if chris could spare some embezzled money from sean's accent to help his old roommate out uh then he just ended with, don't really have a thought-provoking game-related question. Just wanted to throw that out and didn't want any episodes to get Thanos. Peace out, yeah, Matt from it was Ohio. great. So he, he, he weaved in all of your miscomings, John, that you didn't even know were miscomings. <laughs> he's, misgivings. He's, he's pointing out which what I haven't realized until this very second. My hmm. life is garbage. It's in shambles, John. <laughs> We've been trying to help him. Well, we really have. Potatoes. Yeah. It was, it was, that's a sample, right? That's a sample size, John, of the quality of email from last week. It was, it was, dare I say, it was tap natch. Very tap natch. By our audience. Yes. And that, that is what we, that's what we strive for during that section that we, we call emails. That's the term we use, but it's, it really opens the door for you guys. Speaking of opening doors, Chris opened at least two. Uh, in the form of movies last week. I don't know if you went to the theater. No. Or if you got to watch them at the Hizzle. But I did. you did open two doors to two movies. You want to talk about those? Yes. Uh, one is probably, well, very well known. Um, I saw Lightyear. I would say I don't get the hate. It's fine. 
watch it when it comes to Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. It's a really good movie for kids. And also, who said, uh, who said hate? Oh, there's online hate. I think there's like online hate, mainly with our generation, just because, you know, and I get it. There's no reason why Tim Allen couldn't have done this movie. I'll be the first to say it. You know, it's not like there was something that he couldn't do that in a voice capacity. Right. But mm. yeah, it's fine. It was a solid movie. I actually really enjoyed. There's um does some fun stuff with time in that movie that is plays with cool scientific factors. You know, like kind of think Christopher Nolan. Like Interstellar? Uh, yes. Yes. Nice. Um, but the other one that I really wanted to talk about, I, though I can't say much about because I don't want to spoil it for people. Uh, I saw the black phone and that I saw it, you put a cryptic, was it a text or a Facebook or something? It was a picture of a phone, right? Yes. Yes. And that's the black phone from the movie. Um, how did you watch it? <laughs> it's on, on, it's on, it's on streaming services for rent. But how did you watch it? On, his, was on, my, on, TV. on my TV, John, duh. What yeah. streaming service did you use? I used uh, none of your business. Dot net com. Plus. How much, <laughs> how much do, you, do you pay, do you pay $9.99 for BitTorrent.com? I don't have any BitTorrent stuff on mine. Yeah, we don't we don't go to the Pirate Bay anymore, I'll tell you that much. I don't. Is Light is Lightyear on Disney Plus? Not it will yet. be on August 3rd. Did you go to the movies to see it? I went to none of your business plus dot net com <laughs> plus, but, uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, but no, um, John, you should watch this movie. This, no, it's already on my radar. Yeah, this, this is, but, but, but I want to, I want it to be known here that, that you saying that out loud on the air does not mean that you recommended this movie to John. I'm recommending it to you. I'm not saying you are not interested in it. You, John, would never have watched this movie unless I would have suggested it. I would not say that. I definitely am not surprised. It's on your radar. Just it's like on your radar, Bubba. Just like I think Assassin's Creed was on your radar, but I think I'm pretty sure at some point I said you'd probably like Assassin's Creed, John. Which is why I told Mike, <laughs> but he didn't quite understand that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, but no, it's really, really good. It's a movie I would suggest. Um. Uh, well, I'll say this. it has one issue, but I'm not going to talk about it, but I will say don't watch the trailer. If you like David Fitcher type stuff, just, just go into it and see what it is. It's quite interesting. Ethan Hawke is great in it for what he's doing. Um, and the kids in this movie, especially the main kid. Great job. Very surprised. It's, a, it's available on demand right now, right? Yes. Is that how you watched it? Maybe. Yeah, he watches everything from the movie theater on demand. .net com plus. .com <laughs> plus. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. This has been ongoing from our Twitch community. So if you've only been an audio listener, you, you still have heard this. Uh, in the same way that, and I've mentioned this, the Washington State football, I'm sorry, this Washington State flag flies at ESPN game day. We have a tradition brewing here, and that is what is greater than Odyssey it was started by Hague himself, and we have come out the gate with the topic for this week. Uh, Resident Evil is greater than Odyssey. I don't know and if I as, can. I don't, I don't know if I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and then as Chris <laughs> brought up Black Phone, Black Phone's greater than Odyssey. That I can agree with. So there we go. It has continued for everybody who was wondering if it continued. Uh, this intro is going to continue for a little longer, and I'm going to kind of go into uh, what 
what I realized this week. Mm-hmm. Um, time moves on, boys, boys and girls. Uh, it's time and, marches and on. That's- time, as Tracy Lawrence once <laughs> said, time marches on. Uh, and and so, what does Sean mean? So this happens, and it happens almost every generation that I've been a gamer. Uh, it's going to probably fade a little bit now that we're moving into uh, maybe not all the way yet, but we're really into a digital age, right? Uh, to where even, you know, the the major consoles now, they release a digital version along with a uh, one that plays discs, right? So I go into GameStop because uh, largely due to my friend Mike, um, who is just amazingly blowing through the uh, Assassin's Creed games. Uh, he got me excited to want to play him again. He started talking about things that I remembered. So I decided I'm going to play all of them again. I'm going back to one. Assassin's I've been talking about that stuff for years. You have been telling me every time you covered, like when you guys covered Valhalla, uh, Odyssey, all of them, you told me, Sean, you got to get back in them. You got to play. John so and Chris happening. exclusively recommended Assassin's Creed to Sean. He, he didn't even know what it was. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, that's called Shade. Is that uh, shots fired? That was shot a pot, that was a pot shot, but it's it's a fun pot shot, you know. Uh, but anyway, so I go to GameStop and I know that I'm at this crossroads, and this is the the point I'm making. At some point, and uh, let me pivot real quick. I'm also the kind pivot. of person who likes I like the thrill of the hunt. Okay, I like to go when I was collecting pops. I wanted to go find the pops. It's easy to go to Amazon and buy the thing, right? But there's something about going to get it, and I haven't been able to do that in a while. Because of the pandemic, I had to kind of scale back on a lot of that stuff. So anyway, I find myself at GameStop, you know, and I was like, I'm going to, I looked on the app on my phone and it looked like they had several titles in store. Now, keep in mind, a lot of this series was on the previous generation. And then some of the earlier titles were on the the previous, previous uh, systems, right? And that's when it hit me. There's a small section now at our GameStop. Uh, one of those like pop-up racks that had a few Xbox 360 and PS3 games that you could buy from a hardware standpoint. Um, luckily for me in this instance, and if you decide to do this too, uh, right now they're having sales for Assassin's Creed on both the Sony, uh, the PlayStation Store and Xbox and both services. John actually called me last night to tell me that the PlayStation service, if you upgrade, a lot of the Assassin's Creed games are going to come on that service, which is cool. But I realized, man, it's going to be tough to actually find these in the wild because we have now moved on to two generations away from Xbox 360. Is that, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it happens. It happened from when I had a super Nintendo and then eventually PlayStation discs are everywhere or whatever. Uh, you see where I'm saying at some point that thing that was your thing, it, it is gone. Um, and you can almost plug and play that with anything in life, whether it be, you know, when you used to buy, cause I used to go to the mall and buy cassette singles, like literal tapes. Couldn't wait to get the single. And now I have a playlist on Apple music. It's crazy. I don't want that to veer off the old man chat, but it's just one of those perspectives that hit me. You know, when I'm a video game guy, I go try to find my games. I like the thrill of the hunt and it's going to be hard to find, but I'm going to do it. I did, uh, John called me last night, like I said, and he was very sweet. And he's like, hey, man, that if you upgraded that PlayStation Plus, you got some stuff coming your way. I think it's going to be good. And I was like, well, John, I already ordered. I did break down and order the Ezio collection. 
for the Xbox One. Um, and I thought about this too, and I, I, I wanted to pass this along before I wrap up. Uh, so let's Never. say that you you do have a Assassin's Creed game and you have the OG from the Xbox 360, right? The Xbox Series X and maybe the one did this too. When you put that disc in, my, my Xbox, that's the first time I put a 360 game in it. It had a uh, an update, a quick update, and the game was rendered up to FPS uh, 60 frames per second, and the game looks beautiful. Which game? Assassin's Creed. The original? The original disc is in my Series X right now, running at 60 frames per second. I want it, to- looks as, it looks as good as my when I had it on the computer. I had briefly run it through Ubisoft+. Plus. I want to say, um, with, you guys, you guys got the topic right. You're going to go see if that works for you. I, I want to say that right now. <laughs> Do you that, have the disc? Um, I don't have the disc, but I have it on. I have hmm. it on Xbox One. Uh, what is it called? Series S. I want to say with um, Origins coming to uh, to Game Pass, that was the last one, and now pretty much all the main line, at least. I don't know about Liberation, but. All the other ones that have gotten the FPS boost now, where they're all running at sixty, and you know, that's a nice auto HDR nice. and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I I I'm gonna see if this how this quest plays out. Um, it it was a sad moment to realize that that generation's kind of gone. We know it is. We're we're all rocking Series S's and X's and PS fives, blah blah blah. We know, but it's sometimes when it just hits you in a certain way, you kind of go, man, that's it's done, it's done. But I did get to find out before we wrap this up that John, the, so it was brought up, you know, John's an OG Assassin's Creed player. And John, I got something for you in addition to your email. Do you want to tell the folks how you, when you saw Assassin's Creed and how it made you feel <laughs> the first one? I'm talking about just the cover art. Do you remember that when you told me? Yeah. So for the longest time, really all, and I've, I've, there was a, a long period in my in my twenties, early twenties, starting in college where video games weren't really a part of my life anymore. They, they, they were just, I was trying to get through school and, you know, I, I, I missed out on a lot of the, I guess a lot of the PlayStation two, um, original OG Xbox era. Um, and what got me back into it is I, I mean, I still had a GameCube. I still had a Wii. So I was, I was on that Nintendo side of gaming um, but I was in that, I don't know if you guys remember where this was, that old Circuit City that was in the uh, Whittlesey Strip. I think I think like Haverty's is there now or some furniture store is there now. But uh-huh. it used to be this old Circuit City and I went in there. Oh yeah, I know that. Yes, that was our Circuit these, City. And there were these big posters and things like that where there was this there was this video game cover. I saw the video game cover, cover, <laughs> cover <laughs> of, of, um, <laughs> of Altair. Altair you know, that original Assassin's Creed. And I said, what, what is this? <laughs> and this, and, and admittedly, this was about maybe a year and a half before I, uh, six, six months. I don't remember, but it was a while before I bit the bullet and bought a PS3. And the reason I bought a PS3 was for two reasons. One, to play this mysterious game called Assassin's Creed. And two, Chris, you might remember this. Do you know the first game I bought with my Lords of Shadow? Three? Very good. Castlevania yeah. Lords of Shadow. Legit, Chris. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember it because like me and when 
I originally in the apartment we all lived in, I was living with Mikey and his sister and they moved out and John and Ryan moved in. Ryan was a hardcore gamer. I was a hardcore gamer. We were doing it. And then John Ryan was a hardcore, a lot of things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> John had a switch or I'm not, not switch. Sorry. A Wii, but that was it. That was about as far as John was going back then. As he said, was and like, it was me going, it looks the same as it does. Yeah. The <laughs> I always see what, what you're missing HP's guys. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> this is, everyone wants to waggle for four hours, guys. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then finally, yeah, I remember cause like he was kind of going back and forth and he wanted to get ps3 just because there were some exclusives i think that was the thing that he was and interested a in and a blu-ray player but yeah those were the two things he wanted to play assassin's creed and he wanted to play lords of shadow and we were like i was like That's really so john i know i was like <laughs> I, I was like assassin's creed i was totally on board with him i was like yeah yeah play it but well, well when by he the said time I got, by the time i got the playstation 3 i believe that ac2 was already out yeah you because you moved oh, in 2010 oh, yeah. Yeah, so I had to. I had to. St I started with AC, OGAC, but I was watching. I would go into Ryan's room and Chris's room, and they were both playing this AC two, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." So Sean, Chris introduced me to AC two. It's no, true, no doubt. Yeah, uh, I got to point out, and this is almost a perfect pivot. Uh, there may be a quite, quite a few seconds before it actually happens, but mm. and this is a tease. I may or may not agree with this. Assassin's Creed movie greater than Resident Evil TV series. Yeah, we're gonna have mm. to talk about this. <clears throat> That's hard. <clears throat> Not <for> me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this has been the intro part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We do this uh, before we go to topic time. We always do that, and then we'll button it up. So if this is if you're new to this, thank you for being here. And this is kind of what we do. But the topic is next. But Chris, John, do you guys have anything else? Negative. Negative. I've been playing Rage 2 again. <laughs> Have you really? What Dude, are you I've, playing I've, on? Been in, I've been in video game limbo. I've been I I've gone with I've gone with Rage 2. I've been tinkering with Assassin's Creed games. Every time I see Mike playing something, I go, ooh, I want to play that now. I've been going all over the place just playing different stuff. And it's simply because Chris hasn't told me what to play next. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for making it to the topic time of this week's episode. Again, this is episode 365. Well, we're going to be talking about Resident Evil in today's topic. Uh, but I got to tell you, however you got here, whether it was uh, you listened to that entire intro or if you just fast forwarded right on over to the topic, we're all here. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. And this is the point where I'm going to be quiet because we can't go further unless Chris does his thing on properly introducing this topic. The topic is... Resident Evil Season One. Hold up, I'm just. Oh, he's still, he's still going. He's still going. I was like, 
<laughs> he kind of cut out for me. That was a good one. Thank you. I'm just having to type that Darkwing Duck <coughs> is, in fact, better than uh, the DuckTales. No. Here we go. Here we go. Let's make it official and Giz- enter in the Twitch chat. I know this. Gizmo Duck is greater than Darkwing Duck. Gizmo is greater than Gizmo Duck. Mm-hmm. I just moved the field goals. I just moved the posts. Launchpad so, is greater than Launchpad's Launchpad on DuckTales is better than Launchpad on, on Darkwing Duck. <laughs> so so Sean just I'm sorry I, I, can we pivot a little bit back to Assassin's Creed? Uh yeah, of course it's fresh and now now it's, uh, we got we got to tell the folks that just skipped it right here John. Now they uh, got to go back and listen to the intro because this sure, is not going to make sure, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not well but that's on every, them John. Every, everybody has been we've been talking about how Mike has been barreling through the really Assassin's has. Creed series. And I just, I volunteered. I, I, I pulled a Chris and volunteered my top 10 list. Cause you know how Chris loves to do top 10 lists. Even yes, when you does. don't ask for them. If you don't ask for them, you'll still do them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just shared with Mike what my top 10, I said, I emailed the guys when I was not on the show one time, I emailed them my top 10 back in January of 2021. I think it's changed since then. That's fair. Um, a little bit, but um, you know, it was number one was AC Brotherhood, followed by Odyssey, Black Flag, Syndicate, Origins, AC Two, AC Three, Valhalla, Unity, Rogue, Revelations, and OG. Mike <laughs> responds when I share this with him. He goes, "I would like to know what aspects you were rating this on." <laughs> no, he did not. Is it the gameplay, music, story, impact? I'm like, geez, Mike. He did not. <laughs> he did not do that. He did. Chris hacked Mike's email. I have the proof right there. (laughs) And that was just like, he blew my hair back like, gee. I will remind you people. I I prefaced at the time, this list was a list I I made out over a year ago. So I don't know if it would be the same now. I'm just just going to say, Mike is an analyst. Mike is an analyst. Is he? (laughs) Yeah. Is he? (laughs) <laughs> was that Burgess? Uh, but anyways, it was it was a dog. <laughs> so yeah, Resident Evil, the TV yeah. show. Yeah, and and the reason John kind of made that pivot is because we mentioned, or as a joke, is the Assassin's Creed movie. Is it better than this Resident Evil show on Netflix? And yes, uh, I'm gonna say yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'd even say, all right, let's compare video game shows to video game shows. I would say that the Halo series was better than this by far. Like by far. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think the but, of all the stuff on TV, I think the best is still probably that Castlevania. Um, that one's dope. Uh, animated? Animated. Yeah, the anime one. Or, or maybe I haven't watched Cuphead, but I think that's gotten a good reception too. So just for the sake of just for the sake of uh, posterity to know where everybody is on this show, who finished it? Who's halfway through? Where are we at on the show? Did did we all? I'm gonna call myself halfway through and good. I uh, I finished it. Chris finished it. it. You finished it too, right, John? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It was a hard watch for me. Okay. (laughs) It's um. But I'm going to give some some context that I'm not just going to be. It sucked. Can uh, we can we go in the spoilers on this? Like, can we give like a a low key thing here fresh. and then 
And then like, well, but it's out for streaming and you can binge it. Like, just give everyone a warning when you we're going to go into it. You can't change the rules. Well, they're going to know. We're going to tell them when we're going to go into it. You want me I, to hit the spoiler? You're going to hit the spoiler thing? And then, well, they'll also know then whenever they check out, they could just go to the news mark because I always put it there. Right. And I'll put, a, I could put a marker for when we talk spoilers too. Okay. The thing. Is that cool uh, I mean, with I'm everyone? Cool with that. Because I know you, I know you don't mind this being. Spoiled. I don't know that. I mean, I don't need to talk about spoilers to talk yeah. about it. But if that's if you if Chris, I'll you, tell you what, if we if we naturally you, I, get to that, if you yeah. talk, if you want to do spoilers, that's fine with me. I don't need to. But mm. I well, don't need to. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't need to do spoiler. <laughs> uh, but but so this is funny how this kind of birthed itself. <clears throat> Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we were not prepared for a topic this week. We're always prepared. It's a joke, are we? What? Um, anyway, so Chris Chris was like, hey, guys, what are we officially going to commit to in our exclusive weekly games chat? Mm-hmm. chat?" And John was like, well, I'm watching Resident Evil. And you said, what the hell is Resident <laughs> Evil? <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then uh, you know, the idea of, because there really wasn't a game that really we thought would be better than watching Resident Evil. Yeah, but we could have played Avoid the Noid, and it would have been better than Resident Evil. Do you guys remember that old throwback Nintendo game? I do remember. <laughs> Maybe I should have said ET on Atari. Maybe that would have had more of an impact. Um, <laughs> but so I'll start, and then you, I'll, I'll back up because I haven't watched enough, right? So I start watching it, and Chris, you said this good, and I don't mean disrespect to this, to this what I'm about to say, but. I think you'll understand it and we'll never get sponsored by CW and that's fine. Uh, we're not supposed to anyway, but it had a C it has a CW vibe to it. Right. Very early much. On at least. Um, and, and I think if you understand what I'm saying, you, you, you get it, you know, there's not really, cause there's some good stuff on CW. I like the flash when it was on there. Okay. Um, whatever you can take it for what it is, but it has that vibe. It feels kind of cheesy. Um, it's dubbed on Netflix as a in the genre that is sci-fi TV and it's TV horror. Um, it's also gritty and exciting. I so far am I, I I don't know why it's not moving me at all. Maybe it's the story, mm. which I the the actors in this show they're I don't think they're bad actors. We got some top-notch stuff in here, right? I don't know what it is, um, and maybe I should know more of what it is. But even starting on episode one to the midpoint where I'm at I'm not when I when I think of Resident Evil I think of being scared and evil mm. you know it's in the title Chris you said this and and if you want to piggyback off this this is a good time obviously uh you you had mentioned and we were talking that it's kind of like CW and then it's like you're watching this weird bootleg-ish show and every once in a while you're reminded that it's Resident Evil because they mentioned the word umbrella corporation or mm. they show up an animal that's kind of resident evil ish. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not hiding from it. So the whole entire idea of this show is it exists in a world where all the events of all eight resident evil games, and I guess also, you know, if you want to go resident evil zero took place, they happen in this world. Right. Uh, and I think also at the times, like when they happen, as far as our time, like, you know, starting in like what, 1996, right. Going all the way back. Um, that's supposed to be the premise. And now we're in a world where all that happened and umbrella c- covered it up, I guess, or whatever. And 
now there's a new raccoon city and this is its own storyline going from there. Right. Um, and really from there, you have two things going on. You have this storyline that's taking place in today in the present world at new raccoon city. And then that's kind of what Sean's alluding to. That feels like you're watching a lot of it feels like a little bit like a CW sh- show, especially early on with the kids in high school. But then you get the other side of it, which is you have the story that's taking place 14 years later, which is supposed to be after basically the world fell to a zombie, uh, you know, invasion that's alluded to have started with stuff that went on with Umbrella and, and now, you know, takes those characters that we saw in 2022 and is showing how they're handling post-apocalyptic times since then. Mainly one of them, I would say. But yeah, that's what it's going to. So yeah, it's a show that isn't necessarily telling the Resident Evil you know, but it's got the ability to borrow things from it when it needs to, is what I would say. They've kind of Yeah, and that's perfectly said. And let me add that and when I brought up Halo, I kind of did that on purpose because it specifically Mm -hmm. was not anything that we had seen before and they told us it was going to be not what we've seen before correct and, and and the main gripe i had from that was that chief took off his helmet yeah yeah that was um, very different and some of the shows were sevens maybe but a lot of the shows were eight and nines to me um especially the back half of that series mm-hmm. and this just and, and for what it's worth you know what if what if i stop on episode five but episode six was lit and my whole perspective changes it should speak volumes that I, I don't have any desire to finish this series or at least these eight episodes. There are eight episodes that, that are streaming on Netflix. John. I guess, uh, I guess I, I mean, I've, I've read, I've read the reviews, both audience score and tomato meter and other tomato meter. And I've read, I've read news stories about it. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by y'all's reaction to it, but um, I, I really enjoyed the show. Um, John's like, I, I don't know what has happened. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know to what extent or to how much you guys collectively have played resident evil. I know you've played resident evil. Mm-hmm. I know you're familiar with the lore to at least to some degree. Um, and I think Sean, I can say I'm with you. Cause I was, I said, I was on, when I talked to you about it, I was on like, I was in the middle of episode three and I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on right now. It's introducing me. It seems like it's introducing me to a world that I don't know, but I can say what I really appreciated about this game, game, <laughs> this show <laughs> is, is it's the first live action resident evil that might not be what you think it is or what you might've wanted it to be, but it has fully embraced the resident evil games. Maybe not in a way that we wanted it to initially, not Mm. maybe, maybe in a way not, but lady Demetresque exists in this universe. Yeah, she does. She She happened. And to me, that is just incredibly cool. And let's not forget that, you know, I mean, it is, it is a matter of Canon that umbrella covered up why raccoon city was destroyed Mm. i mean i mean it's it's a fictional universe it's got that silly aspect to it but i love the fact that it said in 1998 this stuff happened and that is cool and in 2022 we have started fresh we are we are a new 
you know, healthier and friendlier umbrella core, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you see that, and then you see the, the, the repercussions of an umbrella of a company that doesn't learn from its past and simply wants to continue with what it did before. And in, I guess, 2032, you are, 36. so you're saying you're, you're showing two parallel stories and it's like, you, you're you're learning things as you, things as you go, and it's that old model of lost where you don't have the you have zero answers in the first episode, and by the last episode you've got virtually everything that you've been wondering about has been answered. Um, young adult is an interesting comparison, I guess. Um, I'm not sure why. Is it just the fact that they were teenagers at a school? Was I mean. That- because no, that story, no. that story is where is where Lance Reddick shines. I mean, to me, that's a. I mean, that's where that's where Lance Reddick is is is. That's about him. He more even more so than than his daughters. And that storyline was astoundingly interesting to me. Mm. You know what? Because you're 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 sitting there going, okay, so this is Wesker. Um. But Wesker's dead. Why? But well, I mean, he's he's dead and he's not. I mean, yeah. as, as from the Resident Evil lawyer, like he's always. I mean, how many times has Wesker died in Resident Evil? Sure. So you're you're like, it's not that he's dead. It's like this guy is not the actual representation of what Wesker is. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like those those first few episodes. I'm going. This isn't Resident Evil. What is this stuff? But as the episodes progress, you're realizing, oh, wow, this actually is Resident Evil. It's telling you that this character actually exists and is exactly who you thought he was with a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was brilliantly done. I mean, I mean, if you want to go spoilers, um, to a certain degree, they give homage to the elements of games. I don't know if you I don't know if you caught on to this, Chris, but there was an episode of this show where they go to a piano and play a few keys. Oh no, I got that. And it it does this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm playing resident evil right now in this episode with all these puzzles that you're going through in this house to unlock, to figure out some truth that you'd yet, that you've yet to know. I thought it was brilliant the way they embraced it with a wink and a nod. (laughs) It's just like, you know, so it, I, I just thought it was fascinating. So right so, now, my brain just went. John's a ten, and me and Chris are fives. So oh no, I'm not. I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not a ten. I'm not a ten. Mm-mm, not um, a ten. I, I just. I, I'll say this. I see amazing potential in this show if it continues. I because think, what they've done is they've built something that I think with with Olive Garden and breadsticks, they have built something pretty brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that the execution was perfect in all things, but around episode three or four, they hooked me because I was like, oh, oh, I think I think I know what they're doing here. And once they and once they hooked me with the with, with the with the idea that I think I knew where they were going with this, I was like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I was and completely that, down for that the show. could be where I'm disconnected. Uh it would be fair to say, and I can admit this, that you are way more of a Resident Evil uh, subject matter expert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have played a lot more than me. I've played them. I played a ton of Resident Evil games, a lot more in my twenties than I have recently. Um, you know, but but I played them. But you dive into the lore, you embrace it a lot. This is one of your favorite series, and and I don't say that to 
to point that maybe you would like this better or that you do see things from a different scope. But, but you since, do. But Sean, I was where I I think I was where you are. I was I was driving in my car somewhere and I was thinking in my head after I'd watched episode one and two and I was in the middle of three, I was like, what are they so afraid of about this main storyline that happened in 1998? Right. Why are they so afraid to go to the mansion? What is wrong with that storyline that they think is not going to work in a movie? I was getting, I was like frustrated. I'm like, here we go again. And it's not that I don't find entertainment out of the, um, the, the, the Hollywood renditions of, of resident evil. Paul I mean, that, Anderson. That, that series made a lot of money. The Mia Jovovich movies that they did. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Paul. I mean, actually I think they're married. Yes, they are. Yeah. She's married to Paul W name drop W S Anderson or something, but <laughs> you know, there's a lot to enjoy and they're entertaining. They're in the realm of, of, of underworld Kate Beckinsale and black leather. That's all you need. I'll pay a ticket to go see that every time. But you know, mm-hmm. I understand that it's not, it's not resident evil, but um, it, it got frustrating when they, when they, when I was watching those first few episodes and I'm like, why can't they just do the story? The story's great. What's wrong? What's so wrong with this story that everybody just shies away from it. But the fact that they sort of compromise with the fans even though it seems the fans still don't like this, um, they're like, "All this is all. We didn't abandon it. We're just we're just pushing this for the future. We're we're allowing the. Ga- I love the fact that they're allowing the games to be the games, and telling a story with those games in the canon. You know what I mean? Right. Like they exist and they're here. The fact I that die. Ethan Winters and Lady Dimitrescu happened. This big giant vampire lady. It happened, and I'm like. Thank you for at least making this, you know, and they've, and this, and the, and the creators have said that we are, we, we look forward to potentially taking those ideas and then putting them into the show, you know, we're, you know, for like, you know, creative freedom. Don't know, know that I want them to do that, but I'm not, I, I guess I'm just not with you guys on this. I, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah. Something well, is just, it's just disconnected. And I don't know if I was going in thinking I needed to see the Mila Jovovich version of it. And I was like, I hope not. Mm-hmm. But nothing is nothing's been. I don't I don't know. I've watched some shows before where the, it takes an episode to get into it. Right. Or the, the hook happens. Normally that happens earlier. I'm halfway through. And I'm just maybe I'm distracted. I don't I don't want to make excuses, but I haven't wanted to keep watching it. You know, there's some shows I can't wait to sit down and watch some more. Mm-hmm. I uh, did you guys finish Halo? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish the last two episodes. That's all it. right. Yeah. yeah. And I and and I don't know. I, the, the reason I didn't finish Halo is because of just I just was like, do I care? Mm-hmm. I just there was to me there was a lack of interest. So where you are with Resident Evil, I was kind of there with Halo. I just didn't get what I wanted out of Halo. But think, for some reason, this one sort of was like, yeah, this is this is legit to me. Yeah. Partly because of uh, Lance Reddick, he's a Best Lance Reddick, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, he's one that we all know and see. His voice, I hear in other video games where he's been a voice actor for. I've seen him and stuff. Brilliant. And and normally I don't, and it's not that it's just told in two parts where one half of it is, you know, teenagers running around and mm. this big evil corporation. That that could be done where it would intrigue me. Um, And I, you know, I almost feel bad for coming on a podcast and saying, Eh, about it you know but at the same time i know how i feel and i would be it would be a disservice to 
to not admit that halfway through watching it, I don't want to watch it anymore. And it's mad to me. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris, the one thing that kept me in this was Lance Reddick, like Lance Reddick. Legit. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like ever since the wire, you know, the wire fringe, even his little bit part on lost. I usually, or, uh, even more recently here, the John wick series, right. Uh, as the concierge, like, I love Lance Reddick. He's he's always great in whatever backlash there was for him playing Wesker. I was like, oh, I didn't care. You know, I was like, just shut up. Lance Lance Reddick is, deserves a shot to play whoever uh, he can be on, right? Um, but my problem really, I think, first and foremost, just settled with the kids um, and the fact of the way they were behaving, the way they talked, the way... The fact that like whenever they're doing stuff, we have to have a Billie Eilish song playing in the background. I was like, "What? Why? I, I don't maybe, know." Chris, maybe we're disconnected. <laughs> yeah, from, I mean, but I mean, like, know? it doesn't feel like the right tone for me for something when I'm doing Resident Evil. But then, just like again, like I kept looking for a character that was like, I need someone to root for here, and I could kind of root for Future Jade, right? You know, a little bit because. She just kind of feel like disconnected to everything going on this present time, but everything was going 2022. She sucks. Billy sucks. The way they treat people sucks. The way other kids treat them sucks. It's just really bad. And then later on as plot gets going, they start making dumb choice after dumb choice. and, And like, you're just like, none of this makes sense. The way to me, like logically that they are going about this never once made sense. And when I go back to the other side of it with the stuff that is in there, like, you know, the dog showing up or, or as John, cool. you know, John alluded to when they did uh, moonlight Sonata or, you know, like there's like a scene at one point where you see a typewriter in a, uh, in a room to the side and obviously save points. Cool. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Most of it just kind of felt like, yeah, okay, that's there, but it's not doing anything. I would say like maybe the one scene in that whole entire show that kind of felt like Resident Evil just a little bit for me was the liquor scene in in the uh, tunnel, right? I was like, that had a little bit of tension to it. I'll give him that. Um, but the rest of the time, it just, it went everywhere with its humor. Like, you know, we get to like the last episode and all of a sudden there's like a Dua Lipa reference. And I was like, what is going on right now? Uh, <laughs> it was, it just, it, it felt weird. And I, I just kind of was like, ah, I don't really care about these people. Like they've not once in eight hours made me invest in them. And honestly, the other thing that I thought was the cardinal sin was that it just felt like it was too long. Like the, the actual last three hours are not terrible, especially I think the, the pen ultimate is the best episode of the season by far. I'll, I'll give them that. Um, you know, and, and as to John's point, it's mainly because of Lance Reddick, like Lance Reddick gets an opportunity to do something kind of cool and fun. And you could tell he's having a blast doing it. And I was like, yeah, I would take a whole series of just, this you know and it would be great but the rest of the time i just felt like especially with after the events of the first episode there's a lot of stall and set like with not much near setup and they're just consistently people being jerks to one another and how they talk that doesn't feel realistic um (laughs) people doing dumb things like there's a point where a girl go after she has a thing going on and she goes to a party and when you've watched what she went through the whole day 
you're like, why, why would you go do this? You know what the, <laughs> the risk is for you doing this. <laughs> if things go bad, but you're going to go do it anyways. Why? Because plot. And we need this moment where she looks hazy and you're like, Oh, is she going to, it just didn't Chris, feel very Chris, good. With, with, with respect, my, my kid broke both of his hands and I had to sit down and explain to him and understand, <laughs> make him understand why he does not need to try to climb a wall. Sure. Sure. I get that's you teenagers. And that's that angstiness and that stubbornness that they don't have. Yeah. And we seem to, I don't, I mean, we, we tend to think of it as unrealistic, but mm-hmm. we lived it. We were that. Mm-hmm. And we and it's almost like we forgot we were like that at that age. I'm not saying we do have is, a, I'm not I'm not saying that this is the sweet valley high of of mm-hmm. Resident Evil and 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 this is 100% authentic. It's fiction. It's not sure. zombie apocalypse. It's not authentic stuff. But I don't know. I just I, the the fact that somebody that a that a teenage girl something traumatic happens and they want to go forget about it at, no, a, no, at no. a party. It's the uh it's that's, the, that's it, real. That's it's not that every it's a juxtaposition of like how Ooh, quickly big word. how quickly they will switch from one thing to another, and you're just like, there's no logical reason. They're just like standing there, and you watch them kind of do it. And I'm like, what are you? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I what? Can you give an example of that? Like, okay, so the, the thing I'm alluding to spoilers, I guess. If you don't want to hear this, go to the news. What I'm alluding to is the big part is you know at the end of the first episode, Billy gets infected, right, or seemingly gets infected. And you know you're on this clock of 72 hours, right? And she's going through hell, like through a day. And then she kind of seems a little bit getting better. And she tries to go to school. Like, and it goes really bad, right? She can't handle it. Like, anytime there's any kind of... Side, like, bells, like, yeah, like someone, someone's phone rings or whatever. Dude rolls up on a skateboard. And then she goes home and she's having this realization and like her sister tells her of what she saw and like that. Yeah. After 72 hours, you know, they go insane and you know, they basically become, <laughs> yeah, the classic T virus rage, you know, thing going on. And they're having this conversation about everything. And she's like, you know, look, I need you to, you know, run away from me and all this kind of stuff if that happens and not try to save me. And then they're talking more and out of nowhere, there's like, let's go to this party that that's going on. And you're like, what? But you're not good. Well, if I'm going to die, I want to have fun before I do it. And this is like, <laughs> as the thing is ending. Right. So, so after she's gone through a day where I've watched her struggle with sound and everything, she's going to go to a party with speakers, kids, skateboarding and doing dumb things and being kids. You know, I'll give them that. It did look like some kind of crazy rich kid party thing going on. Um, though really weird setting for it. And then like, you know, afterwards she, she just tells her again, like if I turn run away. So I'm like, so basically you're saying it's okay if you turn here in public and like start murdering these kids, but sis just run away from me. (laughs) You know, I give me that. And I'm just like the whole entire time, the dad is looking for them like, you know, and even from the start of the show, like the Jade character hates her dad. It's never really kind of explained too much why, but you know, it, it, there's just like a lot of that kind of stuff where I was like, okay, I see what you're trying to set up, but it doesn't feel earned. Like, and it doesn't feel like everyone's doing things in a way. It's like where, we picked up in the middle of the story. Yeah. Chris, the start you, of our story. People Chris, are just you, doing emotional you, things. Chris, were you 10 when you went into the priesthood? <laughs> no i mean look funny. i'm look i watched two <laughs> shows after it okay 
everything in those shows and those episodes I watched was earned. It had been set up. Well, it didn't work towards the earned thing. That's yeah. like your favorite criticism. They didn't earn it. <laughs> no, and and it's 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 in one hand. It's I mean, a it's fair my criticism. opinion. Yeah, and it's just the way he views things. On the other hand, like some people can overlook it. Yeah, I, there we we do have a unique perspective, John and myself, and this is not a pot shot to you, Chris, mm. of kids that don't understand the severity of major things that no. they need to. I, I'll give an example. My daughter cheers, and when she hurts her ankle, I'm like, baby. Mm. Take some Tylenol or Advil and stay off your ankle. But I kind of want to go jump on the trampoline, Dad. No, like, yeah, I get that. I I, uh, I do get that. I mean, more so like just every like like there's a part where early on they come in and Lance Rags just on the phone talking to someone, and she just tells him to go f- himself. Those were his words. I'll bleep that out. That's what was on there, right? Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. Like the way they're yeah, they're. There, and I'm, and I have I don't no know if idea. You just pulled it for me. Or yeah, not. I don't know. But to me, I thought that's going to be a setup we'll learn more about because I'm picking up on teases. Yeah. Uh, from communication from the father on other things, and I'm thinking, okay, if that's there or not. For mm. me, the other point I wanted to make, and I thought about maybe not calling it CW per se. The first few episodes had a black. So all right, so Black Mirror. The hmm. first, uh, the and, and Chris said, is divvied up. You see the 2022 perspective where the main characters are younger, uh, things happen, and then you see the the future, right? So the first ones that we gonna, we're going to call 2022, they have a really weird black mirror vibe to them. If you've ever, ever watched that They're kind that of show, going for that. And they may be going for that, but it's almost like one of those black mirror episodes where I'm like, I don't like this one. Because <laughs> yeah. there are some you watch that are way better than others if you happen to be in that series. Mm. Uh and 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 yeah, John, I, I kind of want maybe to talk to you. You can point out things to me uh that get me more like, oh yeah, maybe my wavelength is not tuned in properly to what I'm witnessing or seeing or what's being built up. Um I don't I don't know, dude. I don't know what the disconnect is, but I do feel like there's definitely one uh and it's I don't want it to be. I want to like this more than I do. Mm. But you don't, and that's but, totally cool. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. It's not and cool it's that Chris doesn't. It's also not cool yeah, that Chris no. just Chris drop F-bombs and say it's fine, and he'll edit it, and we can't when we want to. <laughs> well, you don't have to edit it. I will say that, um, you know, that, that, the, that the setting, one of the things that bothered me about the setting was um, – mm. In, in the modern day timeline was, was new raccoon city. Either they were going for something or it was just budget and very bland. Everything around it was just very bland and white. It, there was no, yeah. and maybe they were just, maybe they were just trying to contrast that with how, with purity and white. I think and so. Yeah. With, with, with everything is rusted and dirty and dank <sighs> in, in, in 2032. Maybe that's kind of what they were doing. Um, but that's, that's the way it, I took it. It just seemed like, you know, New, New Raccoon City was such a boring. Um, Cookie cutter. Also had bad security. Wives kind of thing going yeah. on. It was yeah. just this weird, in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, like all these zombies walking around, not knowing that they're zombies, just working for this corporation, mm-hmm. never asking questions about it, having their own police, having their own you know, government in, inside of a government, basically. Where was it? Um, South Africa. South Africa? Yeah. yeah. Which it was w- interesting because I think is South mm-hmm. now, is South Africa the setting of Resident Evil 5? Was it South Africa or somewhere in West Africa? 
I'm not sure. It's somewhere in Africa. I know you're right. Because what four is Spain, um, right? But, um, but yeah, you know, it's like Resident Evil has been so many different things to do so many different people. It's been a survival sure. horror game. It's been an action game. It's been it's been Resident Evil Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it's really funny that that it, it even in our chat on Twitch, right? Like we have some that like from our conversation want to watch it, right? We have some that tried to watch it. And in the first episode, something crazy happens, a so giant did. caterpillar. And that and our 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 person was like, nah, this I'm out. This is dumb. I'm out. Yeah. So I actually I have to say the one thing that kind of distinguishes the the futuristic stuff is the kind of like kaiju creatures. And I was like, I kind of wish there was more, I have to say, because you know, it's the one thing that made it feel different from say watching the walking dead or um any of the number of other you know kind of post-apocalyptic shows out there right now like i was like oh there's a giant caterpillar and you know it happens again later on with something else but you know those were kind of like huh all right (laughs) i mean speaking of the caterpillar scene they they actually, there are times when they, they show you something from the 2022 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, we're going to call it that, to the 2032, where they did show a little baby caterpillar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they, they sometimes they can weave it nicely that I've noticed, and sometimes there are gaps, but I assume the gaps were purpose-like gaps, and they were going to fill in later. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just have to remind you again, I haven't watched the whole thing, and so my perspective could be skewed. But it's got it. It's got it. It speaks to me that I don't want to watch anymore. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I get where some people like. I'm not saying it's bad simply because it's not the games, right? But if I was a humongous fan of the Resident Evil franchise, I mean, like I'm a fan. I enjoy them for the most part, Um, especially the original three. I would say, dope. But I kind of like get their point where they're like, man, we've had to go through a world where we had all these Paul Wes Anderson movies, right? That in no way outside, maybe the first one, a little bit tied to the series. And since then it just kind of became its own thing. And, and then like, you know, you've had some animated stuff that's been, eh, okay. Um, they had the, was it a Japanese or like indie movie? The one year recently, welcome to raccoon city or whatever. I think it was like last year. I don't know. And that, that get well received either. I imagine they just are probably in this place where there's a contingent of these fans where it'd be like, yeah, it would be nice to have a, a resident evil live action piece where it's a movie or a show where it starts with, Jill rolling up to a mansion, right? And, you know, there's Chris, and then finally we get to Wesker, and finally, you know, we slowly start to, over the course of six or seven episodes, unravel what the hell is going on in this mansion and what's going on in Raccoon City, and then you lead it into games two and three, you know? And so, John, so I get it. Yeah. John, so when you look at Netflix, and I, I know, Chris, you may have watched this too. It may not. It may be unfair for me to just ask John, mm-hmm. but when it talks about the Resident Evil collection, you can watch. It does mention a four-episode um, show. Is that the one you were talking about? 
uh, I'm looking at it now, Infinite Darkness. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that one, John? Could yeah. you compare it to this one? Is it tied together at all from what you can tell? No, it's it's centered around uh, Chris Redfield. No, no, no. Shoot. Uh, Leon Kennedy's character. And, and Claire, right? And Claire's in it too, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. It's not it's not bad, but it's just um doesn't really progress the story to anything useful. Yeah. And then there was a live action Resident Evil movie earlier this year that was in theaters. I don't That's remember. the one I'm thinking. That's welcome to Raccoon yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think the original cast of characters were in it. I know um Leon was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire was in it. But I didn't. I, I I didn't see it. I I I I I think I mistakenly assumed it was a streaming movie, but it ended up in theaters, and I just never got to the theater to see it. But um, I still need I to know. add though that I don't think there's a, a more BA title in any video game or movie. Just the two words together, resonant and evil. Mm-hmm. That is so BA to me. <laughs> I love it so much. I know that's totally random, but I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't know what else we can add to this. <laughs> well, I'd just like to point out that Draven was out for the yeah. Caterpillar. Yeah, it's definitely out. Yes. Uh, because he he's never seen anything that weird in the games. <laughs> well, he mentioned that a uh, shark. Some weird stuff in the games. A shark grows to envi- an environment, but like Caterpillars don't. I mean, we're calling it a caterpillar. I don't know exactly what it was. A schmatterpillar, then. I'm it pretty sure it was a caterpillar. Sure was. <laughs> I think you could. I think you could easily and reasonably extrapolate that this virus has caused a lot of mutations and made this world a very dangerous place to be. Yeah, they <laughs> you know? say that. They they say basically it's made. A I will. Bunch of I'll say this. Bigger. So so it did have me when Jade in the beginning when Jade was doing her thing the the blood gets cut on her a little bit and she's running. Mm-hmm. Until the caterpillar, I was like, "This is gonna be this is gonna be pretty cool." And then immediately, when the story shifted and you get to see old and new mix, and it was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> "Well, just as a fun fact, this the the actress that plays Jade is in fact the actress who is the main character in Fort Spoken." Oh, that's a good tie-in. That is the same person hmm. so she's becoming the video game queen of you know all whatever. the things that's pretty all cool she's probably and we are excited about forspoken she's yeah, probably the second good. best actor in this i thought after lance was her the the older version of jade from what i've seen i can concur because yeah. i know the guy all right so there's there's a guy working for umbrella all the umbrella soldiers <laughs> are soldiers this guy like eats like cheetos while they're doing that i hate that guy he loves SpongeBob. <laughs> that, that gets brought up at one point. That guy. It's like, really? That guy? Um, if if we're at a point for topics, uh, for Richards, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm working on this. And I decided while we were talking about it for homework, I am gonna finish this by next recording. Oh. Could be the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But working on it, I'm just gonna leave it as a as a sitting five. It's just a sitting five. I wanna give it a four, but I know I haven't finished it, so we're gonna go right down the middle. And give it a five. Hmm. That's where I'm putting it. Just right down the middle. Uh, and it could get worse. But it's 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 working. It at least if we give a video game a score that's working, we at least give it a five, right? 
I'll give it a six. Um, I think it's okay at best. You know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they can do something, change the tone with it in the next season, tighten it up. Maybe the fact that you won't have one of the settings in there again, maybe that can make me warm a little bit more to it and the opportunities of what they could do with a certain character. But it's, you know, I think it's going to just be one of those things where either it clicks for you or it doesn't. And I would be very surprised if my opinion on it is going to change. There you go. And John, John's a 10. So let's go on to the news. <laughs> no, I'm sticking to my general policy of not rating anything other than a game. I don't know. Oh. I didn't rate Sonic. I didn't, I'm not, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, yeah. I, I think these type of topics are fun to talk about, but mm. I'll just say this. Why would you watch better call Saul when you can watch resident evil? Cause it's better. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this show is definitely not perfect, but I think one of the things it does very well is it sets up a world where it can, it can have the freedom to hello, to have some um, great Marshall. storytelling going forward. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that was weird. Yeah. Sean went off camera. Now he's back. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. You want to do some news? Uh, news is news is all right. You know. Yeah. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. We got some good stuff this week, but before we go, I gotta, I gotta say this. I went to use the restroom in between break, and Tinley said, "Hey, are you almost done?" And I said, "Well, no, we're in the news." And she said, "Are you on emails or news?" She said it just like that. It was the cutest thing ever. She's I a fan. Her, she's a fan. She gets it. It made me proud. But we are on news. And John, John, do you have your you have your news voice ready to go? I do. Nice. Tis the season, ladies and gentlemen. Tis the season of the witch. Nintendo has finally revealed the release date of Bayonetta 3. Yay. A game that many fans were hoping would come out this year. Good news as the game has been announced for release on October 28th. This marks Mm -hmm. almost five years since the game was originally announced at the Game Awards back in December of 2017. Good God. It was a long time. Uh, I think that same year they announced Metroid Prime 4. (laughs) Guys, can we get the memo? Guys? A new gameplay uh, trailer was released featuring some of Bayonetta's transformations and the fast-paced action that fans have come to expect from the series. In addition, Platinum Games has announced that this game will feature a family-friendly mode designed to show off less skin and to generate a higher polygon score. Uh, that's funny. Uh, do they you don't know, do scores. John, <laughs> do you know if uh, you can leave the uh, family mode off, John? Yeah, the family mode is. That's a toggle really button. Yeah, so you can you can go. Mm, she's so. Mm. I need to see more skin. Yeah, I mean that, that's the authenticity. That's the that's the way the designers intended it. Yeah, she's she's kicking a and taking names, showing skin. It's legit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's good stuff. But um, but this is obviously as everyone knows was it was a franchise that probably wasn't going to see a Bayonetta two, 
Um, I don't think it performed very well commercially the first one, but Nintendo mm-hmm. Nintendo rescued it, and the second game was, by all accounts, even better than the first one. It was, and it, it was even sixty frames per second on on Wii U. So mm-hmm. that was pretty. That was pretty cool. That's, that's but um, definitely get- looking forward to this as a as a you know as a top game for this fall. Did hey. they uh, did they release a bundle with one and two for the Switch? They do. They, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, buy yeah. you can buy them individually or as a bundle. You guys, oh, yeah, re- that's right. You guys ready for this ten day stretch in October? Yeah. On the eighteenth, we get Play Tale Rec Room. Then twentieth, uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I heard Play Tale Rec Room. Rec Room. Yep. yep. Because he's Mumble Mouth McGee. Yep. That's right. I can't say Requiem. Requiem. F. Requiem. I can't. Requiem. I don't know. Just loop Chris saying that, and that's the show forever. Requiem. Uh, then on the 21st, you get Scorn. 25th, you get both Gotham Knights and High Life. Um, and then finally on the 28th, you get Bayonetta 3 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's all in 10 And then, days. hey, why don't you go ahead and pivot to November? <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about November 8th and 9th. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to be legit. So, hey, it's, hey we'll finally have I'm some. Playing. Well, what's going to be good is we're, now we have another title for the retro play, if you will, to get ready for the new game that's coming out. So yeah. if we wanted to, in theory, we could play Bayonetta 1 and 2. That'd be fun. And make a show about it. You know? I'll do that right now. Uh, peace out. The deal is done. Okay. Did I just... Ugh. Yeah, say? I did a self-promoting pivot. Yeah. But it was needed because uh, the deal is done. So Sony, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment, sometimes referred to simply as SIE, has officially completed its 3.7 billion, that is with a B as in boy, deal to obtain Bungie, also B as in boy. And the studio is now officially a part of the PlayStation family. According to a statement from Bungie, here's the quote, we are proud to officially join the incredible team at PlayStation. We are excited for the future of our company, and we are inspired to bring together players from all over the world to form lasting friendships and memories. That's the official end of the quote. Guys, thoughts and prayers on the addition of Bungie officially to PlayStation? To me, it just seems like Sony doesn't own Bungie at all. They're going to do what they want to do. Weird deal. I'd be curious to see long-term how this deal benefits Bungie versus Sony and who came out with the better deal. I think Sony gets the better end of it, mainly just because they get the infrastructure. Yeah, hopefully they get their online infrastructure multiplayer stuff that they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. But it just seems that Bungie has created a circumstance where they don't have to Yeah. They don't have to give them exclusives. They can put it on any platform they want. They seem to have gotten an unusual well, amount of stuff in this deal, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But long term, I just I can see I can see Bungie going, Yeah, we got what we needed and you know, try to get released kind of Maybe. like the way they got released from Activision. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Or Xbox. I would like. I, I will say, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you in a couple of years and let you know. Yeah, I think Bungie. They just were happy because now they don't have to sit there and think about how much is the next DLC for Destiny Two selling, right? Mm-hmm. And and all that they can just 
focus on making something that they want to make and in the style they're going to make it and take maybe as long as they want to, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I just read a headline. <laughs> and you read actress, it. actress accuses Arnold Schwarzenegger of deliberately farting in her face. <laughs> he is the, the Terminator. Uh, now, you've been dominated. I'm sure that'll raise the price of his box office movies. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Intel has informed its customers that it's plans to raise the prices that plans to raise the prices on many of its CPU and peripheral chip products later this year with some as much as 20%. So, uh, Hey kids, why don't you go buy that 1200 series, uh, chip right now. Um, <laughs> According to sources, products impacted will likely be Intel central processing units for servers and computers and chips for Wi-Fi and other connectivity. According to executives at the company, this decision comes from the sugar or surging coast uh, cost uh, for production and materials. 20%. That's a lot. Yeah, just stick with Ryzen. Well, one could assume, I mean, you would almost assume that the same would be yeah. Given Verizon, unless they, they haven't just said do, it, they haven't said it. I know that, but and yeah. one of two things would be the case. I mean, they're either going to raise their prices or they're, they do much better with their chips than Intel does. I don't know. I think they do better with their chips than Intel does. Recently, Intel does sure. better. Well, over the past five years, they've been, they've been, it seems like they sell more chips than Intel does. Intel, though. This might even more so be aimed, as they said, like for servers, right? Because that is where they make their money is their yeah. servers are, you know, that's where their chips are used. They have special ones that are designed specifically for that. And they are very expensive chips to begin with for, for those. I things. just hate it's just like I'm, everything is slowly going up in prices, right? This is uh, the inflation um, study for this week class. Yeah. Um, and and you, you're even seeing things like pay attention to this and we don't have data to show it. You don't have a physical thing, but I saw a video of a lady who was like, look, this is what a Gatorade looked like. And I haven't had it for that long. And now this is the new Gatorade, right? Mm. Same price, but they shrunk the bottle. Yeah. I got that. Uh, I went to Shane's and really? got, and got yes. wings right. Uh, this weekend. And the wings were like, it was still 10 wings, still the same price, but they were little teeny tiny baby wings compared to the ones I'm used to getting I, from is, Shane's. This is going to be crazy, right? And this is going to be my last example of this, about them changing on us and stuff, right? And I know yeah. this is slightly deviating from the Intel thing. But when I was little, a Whopper at Burger King was a gigantic sandwich. The Whopper Junior was not as gigantic, but bigger than a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you get a Whopper Junior, it is a cheeseburger with lettuce. Pretty much. Thanks, Goldilocks. <laughs> and I'm like, what has happened? Wow. I just noticed these kind of things, and and yeah, I also noticed prices rising. And like Chris said, if you find out if there is, you find out that their actual chips that you're using to build gaming computers is going up, you might want to go ahead and uh, tighten that up, like he told you guys. Yeah. But John, uh, I like when you read MPD numbers for some reason, especially for June. I mean, June's all right, but the other months are more better. Well, Elden Ring remains 
the best-selling game of the month. Some say it's the best-selling game of the year, although those uh, details aren't as forthcoming yet. It seems that MPD might have made a few errors in their calculations, but it still wouldn't surprise me if it was the best-selling game of the year so far. Um, Let's start over. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I deviated too much. Uh, Elden Ring (laughs) remains the best-selling game for the month of June and has remained the best-selling game for four of the five months. It has been on the marquee. Here are the best-selling games for the month of June. Number 10 is Minecraft. Number 9, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, Number 8, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. 7, Nintendo Switch Sports. 6, Mario Kart 8. 5 is Overwatch, and I can't explain that one. Chris, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, Overwatch 2 being announced. Yeah, the beta is coming up. Yeah, resurgence in interest from the player base, and I just totally went Corporate Carl on you. Corporate <laughs> Number four is MLB The Show 22. Uh, number three, Mario Strikers Battle League. Number two, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And I think that was the one that was number one, one month. Yeah. Beating I, can't, I can't wait to re listen to you say that when I download the show and listen again. <laughs> Number one and number one is Elden Ring. Number zero is Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> and number zero negative one is Call of Duty. <laughs> That's a throwback. To go joke, back to your it. theory, yes, Elden Ring is not only the best selling game still of this year; it is the number one selling game of the last twelve months. Well, it, I read an I read a an update on something said saying that MPD has retracted those claims because mm-hmm. of. Not that it wasn't true, but that there was some calculations that they messed mm. up. But that's for North America. Mm. I don't know if that's what you're reading or not. I'm just that would um, be NA versus E. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to well actually you guys on that. But you totally will actually does. Well actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they should come up with a new strategy for co- computing their numbers if that's giving so. them problems. Yeah, maybe so. Much mm-hmm. like E3 did. You know, <laughs> E3 organizer, the ESA, has announced that it will partner with ReadPop to, per, uh, to product. Do I just read it that way? I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm so, okay, let's start over for real. E3 organizer, the ESA, has announced that it will partner with ReadPop to product, product, E3 and 20. I think it means. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just, just, just read it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Read pop is best known for putting together star Wars celebrations and New York comic con events. So yeah, the show is planning its comeback for the second week of June next year, 2023, and will continue to be held at the Los Angeles convention center. According to read pop. This is a quote with the support and endorsement of the ESA. We're going to build a world-class event, serve the global gaming gaming industry in new and broader ways than we already do at Repop through our portfolio of world-leading events and websites. The ESA has stated that exhibitors will be announced in the coming months. I actually am excited, and I hope it comes back strong, man. Yeah. E3 is needed, bro. Got someone who seems to do this well, though they really haven't done it, I guess, with video games, which is kind of a different animal. But, you know, 
that's not a bad one to pick if you're gonna have someone uh yeah the star wars celebrations are legit comic con Mm -hmm. new york is legit Mm -hmm. i actually am excited to see if that that lens that they have for those events Maybe they focus and bring a little bit over to the gaming world that we think is a certain way, and then they make a new normal from it. Sure. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Well, mm-hmm. it's good that they retain the services of someone who, <laughs> you know, different different uh, genres, I guess, but who understands the nerd culture and, what's ma- and what yeah. makes nerds excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all going to hold lightsabers at E3 next year. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that at the Star Wars celebration where they all hold up their lightsabers? Yes. When the new the panels are about to come out and like Hayden Christensen's are gonna come out. It's great. It's good stuff. You're nerds. up. Oh. You're up, nerd. <laughs> uh maybe they'll make some changes. Maybe sh- they should, and maybe you should make your own changes, sir. Make your own effing changes, folks. Uh the UK <laughs> has opted not to introduce laws pertaining to loot boxes following a year or two year investigation into the potential dangers. Instead, they have asked and called upon the industry to self-regulate. Kind of like Warren G. Uh, according to the government's website, the government does not intend to amend or extend the scope of gambling regulation. To cover loot boxes at this time, the report concluded that there are both positive consequences of loot boxes that result in good loot and progressing and improving gameplay and negative consequences such as casual or causing financial difficulties and poor mental health. Yeah. Now, this is a clear contradiction. Okay. We have the unique perspective of one of our fans, Nat the Gooner, Mm -hmm. who lives in the UK. And he has now gone to sleep for night night time. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna listen he's gonna listen to the show in the morning. But prior to that, he made a stir in chat. Oh because he said he said loot boxes were given the okay in the UK. And then he coined, he used the phrase FFS, and you know what that means if you know what that means. I am an old man. What does that mean? Uh for Frick's sake. Oh, I guess he's not happy with it. Yeah, because yeah. he's in in his perspective, which is really current. They were given the okay, but this news piece is clearly saying they didn't. So I wonder who's right. No, Nat, no, 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 no. Okay, he he's he's right. When I say said they were given the okay, he's saying basically the UK said it's okay to have loot boxes because they didn't pass a law. That's what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got I it. Yeah, that. it's it's difficult, you know. It's in, in Europe, it's in, in in fish and in, chips and stuff. Fish and chips, and and here it's football. Fried. There's not football. Left side of the Trash road, can, a bin, you know, a okay. two story bus for no reason. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorcerer's stone, philosopher's stone. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but you know, it it is interesting though. Uh, from a from a historical perspective, when they started investigating, when when the United States government started investigating violence British. in video games, yeah. that prompted that prompted the games industry to self regulate and create the ESRB. They did that themselves. So there is historical precedent for the industry for industries to self regulate if they feel like they've dodged a bullet. And that it could have gone other way. I'm a little surprised, given the UK, that they didn't try to do a little bit more in the regulation process. The fact that they didn't could be beneficial to and and prompt the industry to collectively do something about it on their own. 
Will it? I don't know. But loot box away, UK. Yeah, I think it's just going to mean that they're probably right. Like major triple A. I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem just because they realize the backlash. You know, kind of like right now, they're realizing the backlash of NFTs and everyone that's not named GameStop seems to be backing away from that as quickly as they can. <laughs> GameStop's like, nope, nope, we full. got an NFT. Here it is. We want it. <laughs> Bam. No, we don't. No, um, we don't. But, um, you know, so they're right about that because, you know, they've just figured out more ways to make money off of you instead uh, that aren't technically loot boxes. But I think like the mobile side of things, right? And uh, web-based stuff, I think that's where, I mean, unless you ever pass a law, those those people, that's how they're making their, their living, right? You know, and that's how they plan to, is to just loot boxes, loot boxes, loot boxes, loot boxes. I mean, even even Blizzard looks like they're kind of doing that with uh, a little bit with uh, Diablo Immortal. So, is what it is. It is what my mom texted me that today. She's the, the last text she sent to me. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, you and my mom, you and my mom, you and my mom. Um, my mom's a star in my eyes, John. You know? <laughs> well, she is a star. You're is she star. on PlayStation stars? Oh, is she? I don't know. Let's check. <laughs> well, please. Uh, speaking of stars. Yeah, she should be. Because this is what can happen for her. Uh, Sony, uh, Sony has announced a new reward points program called PlayStation Stars that will allow players to earn points with real cash value. The program will begin later this year. You ever have this moment where you almost choke? Yes. But you caught it in time? Yes. That just happened to me. Nice. I'm glad you're alive still. I'm glad, I'm glad you're alive still. The program will begin later this year and is free to sign up. So tell your mom this. You can complete objectives such as playing a game once a month. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> to earn points that can be better uh that can be later redeemed on the PlayStation Store or for other rewards. In addition, if you are the first person to platinum a game, you can receive an extra special award which yeah, no one a happy else, ending, no? Okay. Which no one else can get. <laughs> which no one else can get, although it's not clear exactly how this will work. Many people have compared this and asked the question, are you talking about NFTs, you know, giving you something that no one else has, therefore it totally belongs to you. Who knows? We'll find out at a later time. But this is actually, this is actually what Xbox does in, in a very similar sense. I mean, if you, you go Xbox rewards, you can look at it in a certain section of your Xbox and it says, play this game or um, open right. up Xbox live and power achievements without even knowing yeah. it daily. Yeah. And that's supposed to, I think that's supposed to redeem benefits and cash values. Um, you can. I, I got a buddy. I got a buddy in the UK who told, who said you really need to do this. Um, and because after a while you won't realize how much, how many benefits you've accumulated over the course of a few months. And, you can get some really cool stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't mean to pivot to the next piece of news, which is going to be about Nintendo, but I was thinking at first it was more like the Nintendo rewards. And I don't think it like is. That too. It might be, but boys uh, in doing so, I was reminded that uh, live alive is coming out. That could be a potential topic. Let's store that 
it's 22nd, a, oh, 22nd or 22nd. It's an RPG from the uh, Eastern side of the world. We didn't get to play it in its original release boys. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I like things like this that reward you and give you, give you things just for being a gamer, you know? So I like this. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you like it? Can you just admit that you do or not for me? I, I don't care, but I, okay. IDC John. What? But I, I could see myself getting into it. Given, <laughs> given, <laughs> given the right uh, persuasion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of persuasion, I don't know what the Chris is doing right now, what but I need to persuade doing? him to make a noise or say a thing, do something because we have arrived, Chris. We are at finally time. Finally, this week. And it's, uh, we're at finally time and I got some, some sad news for you. Uh, the eShops are leaving. That's right. Boo. Um, mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because Nintendo has confirmed that as of March 27th of next year, you will no longer be able to make purchases on the eShops for Wii U and 3DS. This will effectively close off a huge amount of contact available. <laughs> content available on the eShop for both platforms. You will be able to re-download content you already own on the platforms. This news will remove approximately 1,799 titles Nine. currently available on the eShop. Yay. I bought uh I was at the eShop on my Switch recently and I bought uh Hollow Knight on there. Mm. I want I wanted to have a poop game. That's a good, a good poop, poop game. game for my bidet. <laughs> So I went Hollow Knight. That game what? is that game's legit. Sean, what happened? I got my switch wet. How? <laughs> I got up a day. I turned it up some. Dude, that thing shoots up to the ceiling. No, it does it. not. Yes, it does. No, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Oh my god. That's so funny. Oh thing my god. It's like a it's a knob that that yeah. that you turn and it 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 adjusts the water pressure. Yeah. Making you real feel real good. If it's if you, if wait, you what? Like, if you got like a stubborn dingleberry, it can <laughs> I take that right off. See, yeah, that's that, where that uh, peanut that peanut is snagged on that hair, and you got to get it. Uh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. the wife. That's what she's worried about. She's like, where does that go? <laughs> it goes down, back down. That's what I try to tell her, and she's like, how? If it shoots up, and I'm like, gravity. You know what? I don't. I don't know, babe. All I know is John said it's okay. <laughs> John okay. signed off on it. Speaking of signing off, the official Jonathan Seal of Quality. <laughs> Speaking of signing off, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the news. Uh, and this is where Chris is going to ask us a few questions. So I'm ready for him if Chris says, you know. I'm just waiting for 1,799 titles to come to the eShop at $60 a piece. It's probably what's going to happen. But you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Just to be safe. E 
Skittles. From the future. All the way from the year 3000. John, didn't you used to say a thing? No, never did. No. You Like one week or two, you brought something in that was fantastic during emails. Do you remember? I don't. He does. Because I would I like to bring that fantasticness back. I don't remember. I've been sidetracked by Live Alive and Tinley asking me to tell her when the pizza's here and I haven't even ordered it yet. Pizza? Oh, I guess we're not doing dinner tonight. We, I, I did Chipotle yesterday. And I had spaghetti and sausage before the show. Do Chipotle two days in a row. It's Chipotle. We once we did once tell Chris that, didn't we? But they were out of beans and lettuce yesterday. Okay, never mind. I'll just have cereal. <laughs> Good old cereal for dinner. Aren't you supposed to be eating raw potatoes and yeah, <laughs> all of those and, things and, and just fiber, and- raw fiber. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, raw as John eats fiber. raw fiber, uh, you know, for health reasons, you had some big shoes to fill last week. Um, and you failed. You have you have uh you tried to make a fast break dunk if we were playing basketball and you lost the ball. You may be Thanos. We went up, we went down. We went up, we went down. Uh but if you do want to uh try to follow in the in the heels of the greatest set of emails ever written, you can do that, of course, by sending your thoughts and prayers to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That is not to discount the two we have that we're going to read today. That is just to remind you that when you work together, you make greatness. All right. Boys, there are two up in there. Why don't you guys read them while I order pizza? Tell you this sure, right well, now. Uh, just carry the show. <laughs> if if uh, we don't get three next week, there's going to be some snapping. Um, Chris, quick, please stop threatening our audience. It we works, got John. It works. I saw it. The proof was in the pudding. It's like if I tell you I'm going to take away your PlayStation if you don't do your homework, John. It just works. Uh, first up, we got one from Aaron A A Ron. Well, not A A Ron. I think I think it's just Aaron, and he says, "Good evening, gentlemen." Good evening. Good evening. Since the the Sniper Elite 5 episode, I have been playing, per your recommendation, the stealthy gameplay was a turnoff for me in Sniper Elite 4, but this title has grabbed me. Like John, I had no idea how to play the game. After many failed attempts at shooting the rifle, I started playing Assassin's Creed style, sneaking up on enemies from behind and stabbing them one by one. Made me miss the original Assassin's Creed where the target was a was the primary objective. Nothing quite matches the original AC when you get that sweet kill on the target, then run for your freaking life as the whole town chases you down. Uh, it was like a fun game of tag, but your life is on the line. I liked how taking on the whole army of guards wasn't an option, so you had to run. It also reminded me of Need for Speed. <clears throat> Need for speed games because I loved running from the cops the most, not racing. I'm with you on that. Uh, Back to Sniper Elite 5. In the third level, I start getting into sniping, and even with the older look of the game, uh, it's been a blast to play. Each level is so massive and different. Uh, What is your favorite stealth games? And thanks again for the recommendation slash review. Game on. From Aaron. 
Hey, nice. Uh, I loved when anybody gets into the Sniper Elite series and that five. Yeah, you, we like we mentioned, we could tell it was more maybe an Xbox One game as far as the look, but it still looked good. We weren't saying that, but there was so much diversity in the level landscape, and it was it was a pleasure to get that final snipe and kill. And I'm just like you, it you kind of had to get warmed up to it. And I'm I, I don't you didn't mention that you were maybe quite like John when he didn't know like some things, but I, I like the fact that we carried on. We carried on the mission, boys. And we did it. We did a good, good email, sir. We'd favorite country. <laughs> favorite honor. stealth games, Safety. everyone. Oh, my, my, my favorite stealth game. I, I kind of cheated and read this earlier and went and looked. And I'm glad I did because for me, I haven't played one in a while. But to me, the best stealth game that you need to have is Hitman. The way That's that you bad. feel taking on a job and that you have to change costumes. Or it's There's a whole, I was going to say Metal Gear Solid, right? Maybe five or one of the Metal Gear games because you do have to be kind of stealthy in those. But Hitman for me. Uh, probably the, the cream of the crop for stealth games. Yeah, I would say Hitman is definitely up there. Um, I would go Metal Gear Solid. Always will put Metal Gear Solid in the conversation. Uh, Splinter Cell, and then um, let's also say Deus Ex. Those are all Deus Ex. Good, yeah, some very good stealth games right there for you, John. Deus Ex. I prefer Night Sex. But um, <laughs> Dishonored 1 and 2, hands down. Mm-hmm. Greatest stealth games ever made. You haven't played the others. You haven't played the others! <laughs> Playoffs? I think John should be forced to play Hitman 3 for the show. I agree. And by I the- can't play that. I gotta play DC Superhero Girls. We'll forgive DC superhero girls. I don't th- want you to forgive DC superhero girls. <laughs> if you I go still through, play it. If you go through all three Hitman games on the Hitman Three engine on Game Pass, are they? They're all on Game Pass right now. They are on both PC Sweet. and Xbox. Sweet. I will play it as long as Juan Rodriguez plays it. <laughs> Did I get the name right? Jawan. Is it Jawan? Is it really? We say Jawan. We okay. think that we think that's what it is. First and foreskin. Hey, I mean, I mean, foremost. Hello to all you gents in this fine podcast. Hello. Hey. Three weeks later, and three different tracking numbers, and still no desk in sight. I oh, refuse. No. I refuse to show Sean my new PC build without a proper desk. Still arguing with my idiot boss on a day-to-day basis, and also still in school. I've made mo- I've made more PowerPoint presentations this month alone than in my whole 39 years of existence. By the way, I got engaged. Hey, congrats. Yes, by this time this by, by this time next year I'll be able to join you guys and say nah, nah, unless I <laughs> scream nine in the altar. That's good. That's then good. you can be like Haven't me. Been, <laughs> stop interrupting me. I'm trying to read. Gosh. Great. Haven't been playing too. much. <laughs> Haven't been playing much, but still very much an avid listener of the podcast. My question for you guys this week is this. Do you, I feel like, wait, do you guys feel like double A games, not Alcoholics Anonymous, still have a place in the industry? Mm. I say this because nowadays all we get is either indie games or developers strive for triple A games, but I miss double A games like Darksiders and such. Thankfully, we still have Embracer Group and its many studios chucking out double A games, but I feel like now all we get is triple A. 
indies or live service. Mm-hmm. By the way, Chris, the alien I posted last week was Crypto 137 from Destroy All Humans. Nice. Which I adored for the collector's edition for the second one, too, which means I'll get a second statue just as big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, besides the Darksider ones, is definitely my. Yeah, he's got all four uh, Darksiders. Uh, the Furies or whatever they're called. Fates. So I Googled real quick best double A games of all time, and this list came up. These are 10. These are 10. They say this is the best games you can get on the Xbox. Number one's Metro Exodus. That's considered a double A game. Sure. Back in Number two was Hellblade. Sure. Yeah. That's legit. So the, that still has a place in this world, right? I would say Sniper Elite 5 is double A. Could yeah. be. Sniper Elite series could be. Uh, the Ascent was number three. Sure. Uh, a Plague Tale, Innocence, number four. We know yeah, that still has a place. They're making a sequel. Most Outer Worlds. Games is double A's. I think yeah, Outer Worlds. I think he's getting to the point, though. And that's the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just getting to the point where, like, to, like, when we were, you go back 10, 15 years, there were a lot more of them. And now it's, it's, it's a little bit more sparing. And it's like, you know, you said, like, the last one when John was like, eh, with Outer Worlds, it's like, yes, at the time when Obsidian, before they joined Xbox and they were working on things like Pillars of Eternity and Outer Worlds, you could make the case those were double A games. But now it's like, Outer Worlds 2 comes out, right? Um, and you know, <laughs> in a couple of years well, here, it's going to have the full Microsoft backing and, you know, it's going to be the guy who made a way out. He makes games that are considered not. Yes. AAA. I agree with you on that. And that, that, that guy, I can't wait for his next game. Yeah. John, you need to say where this uh, email was sent from, by the way. Yeah, John, that's very important. Yes. Say one, say that again. Uh, where did we don't Juwan, know where this email came from? Yeah. But he told us in the email. I already deleted it. Okay, I'll, I'm John. Uh, dichotomy! This email was sent from the toilet. You must have a bidet, sir, because they're awesome. Right? Hey, Sean. Um, hey, buddy. I was going to remind you. Yeah? In the main section, not just the email section, there was stuff. Yes, for that, sure. And he's talking mm-hmm. about Discord. And I am there because I also saw that. But first, we're going to just tackle the uh, Twitterverse where you can, of course, find us on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, we had some uh, mentions, but it was it was not really anything worth, I don't mean worth mentioning, but it was, uh, I think it was from last week, I think. Uh, and it, it hit me when I, I'm bringing this up because I can't we pre-order God of War and we didn't? Did we miss that? Uh. What was it? A friend of the show, Darren, hit me up Friday about that, looking for the Jotunheimer or whatever. Yeah, Jotunheim. Uh, yeah, version. The Marty Jotunheimer. <laughs> <laughs> the San Diego version, not the not the yeah, Washington not the version. Chiefs, not yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, or the Chiefs. But, um, <laughs> and I'm like, I thought about it because, you know, I was on it and I could have gotten it from a couple places like Target and then I just kept looking at the price and it was like, I don't want to spend $289 plus tax um, to, you know, to have a hammer. <laughs> it didn't matter that much to me. But it serves multiple purposes, cosplay and handiwork around the house. I don't think it's a real hammer, John. Well, uh, if you get one, you can officially say, hearts. <laughs> you can officially say, hey, guys, if somebody's like, do you have a hammer? You know, you know what I'm saying? And you can be like, 
Yeah. I got a hammer. <laughs> they just look at you. Ah. What are you, some baby? I, I, you know what I meant. <laughs> I got a hammer. Uh, I know what Chris meant earlier when he mentioned, hey, not regular emails, but general area. He was talking about Discord, and I alluded to that. So we're going to pivot over to that now. Uh, I'll read. I'll see what we got in emails first, and then I'll see the uh, the one he was talking about. So uh, last week, uh, the conversation continued uh, with Yuri, who was talking about. Um, let's see how I can tie this in. Uh, I don't even know how I can, but it was the conversation when we were talking about uh, vampire survivors on Steam, um, and and Punkhead asked about or he actually mentioned playing Overcooked 2 with a filthy casual. You guys remember that? For a couch co-op game and how it turns into like hmm. legitness. Well, Yuri followed up with that and said that, that they finished the main story of Overcooked 1. That was the DLC and and 2 with his kids. And it was fun and they go back to it from time to time. Um, it is. He mentioned that it felt it was good to learn cooperation, working together, dividing tasks, following orders and all that. Uh, for for uh, like a parent and kids. And then he went on to say, now if a couple plays it together, it could expose some communication issues. Uh, Chris and I actually work very well together, which is weird in my hindsight, at least. We're a good couple, apparently, Chris. Uh, I just yell Yuri, at you until you do what I tell you. Dude! <laughs> Yuri says he's in charge of the dishes and most of the cooking and the wife, his wife, is mm-hmm. taking care of the laundry. Uh, I tried to get her to work together on the dishes um, one washes and the other dries, and she was not up to it. Well, at least he tried, right? Um, Fair. so Punkhead was like, I, I get what you're saying, I don't disagree, but uh, when someone doesn't care and they just want to chop and let you do all the rest, there's gonna be a problem. And, and Punkhead went back to the Overcooked where Yuri agreed, Yes, chopping is a legitimate role in Overcooked, however. Huck uh, sent an email today at 106, so that's today. I know that at Chris, WGC, that's you, Chris, um, said that the RE series is going to be a talking point. So just had a couple of questions to go along. Hey, look at that. Um, what's your history memories with the RE franchise, games, movies, et cetera? Uh, we did kind of go over that, but we'll touch a few more. Um, mm. What's the scariest moment in a video game that you remember? I'm not big into scary games, but the snakes in AC scare the shite out of me every time. I shoot them with fire arrows from a safe distance. Um, Draven went on to say, and this is Bear Grylls. It's a meme. It says, I hate snakes. He's shaking his head. And then Draven says, F those snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, let's tighten up Huck's question. Um, What's your favorite? We did not talk about this per se. What's your favorite either history or memory with the franchise, John? Um, My favorite memory with the franchise... Jeez. The uh I guess it's when I it's when I got kidnapped by the um by the sadistic family in seven and I'm sitting around that table with them and they're just I'm just giving I'm just getting all these creepy vibes. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard is by far the creepiest, creepiest game in the in the in the series, in my opinion. My, my um, most recent also or seven and you're tied into that. And that's the only reason I kind of hopped in. I know you're not done is because I'm you done. were determined to see me play it in VR, which was a horrible mistake. Oh, it was awesome. Um, Actually then, scratch that. My favorite moment in, in resident evil is when Sean played resident evil. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> the chat, we didn't have a lot of people on, you know, uh, but they were like, 
I, when I got done, I took the, <clears throat> my voice just died. I took the headset off and I, I reread the chat and they were all like, he has no idea what's coming. Just went for it. <laughs> so and you did cool for me. You did not uh, have the idea. They're saying the top resident evil scariest moment ever uh, was the giant baby monster in village. Oh God. <laughs> Sitting at yeah, number two was- though is the Mr. X chase. In mm, yeah. Two. yeah, that was that's pretty a, good. That's legit. That, that baby was crazy. Baby monster. Ugh. My favorite moment will always be a tribute to the very first game because it's just childhood to me. Me and my good my childhood best friend Joey as plays playing the first game and those damn dogs coming through the window <laughs> and chasing us down the hallway. And that was, you know, that was the first realization that we knew we were in for something that was a little bit different than what we'd been used to in horror video games at that point. And it kind of just kept escalating from there. I remember my, my second favorite resident evil moment is when Chris was talking about it on the show several years ago, talking about that moment saying that it made him pop. Mm, I did. <laughs> you remember that, John? I do. Like I, uh, you, 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 uh, what he tried to say, what he was trying to say was it made him jump. But what yeah. he said was it made me pop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah. Oh, bestiality. I got it. And I, I was I a think- child. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can correct me, but in my memory, uh, I don't remember a game I would have played before that first Resident Evil that taught me what survivor horror was, meaning like I got to read cl- clues. I'm in a very creepy place. I only have a certain amount of, you know, bullets. Mm-hmm. those kind of things. So that's always going to stick with me on as far as like a memory when I think of resident evil, because the good ones make you feel that way. Sure. You know, and I'm also not a big scary game person, which is why John found so much enjoyment in me playing seven in VR. It <laughs> was awesome. Um, Overblown truth comes in and says late week. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to thank Chris for my GPU help. He helped me be stern heart emoji. Yeah. He, uh, he had a little bit of issue with the fan and I like looked at, and I was like, I, I think it's just your fan. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's bent the right way. He sent me a pic. Um, while I'm thinking about it back to resident evil, um, Chris, if you can help me figure out who it was specifically who asked for it, I still haven't forgot about resident evil village and having us sign it and send it to whoever that, whoever that was. But I don't remember off the top of my head who specifically requested it. Do you, do you guys, I figured since we're on the topic of Resident Evil or we're on the topic. Yeah, you're fine. I've got the paint marker ready to go whenever you and I, with the three of us, have lunch again. Can you, you did bring me? that up. Yes. <laughs> we're, we could, yeah, we can't, we, you, when we talked, we couldn't remember who, somebody was like, you need to give me that copy of that game. And John was yeah. like, okay. okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'd like to tell you I remember. It was an email, I think. I'd like to tell you I remember, but. I'm to a point now where I don't know about you, but like before the show every week, I put pictures of each of your faces up and I have to practice remembering who you are. That's, that's how bad it's gotten for me. Old man chat. Yeah. Uh, First time ever. We got an email from the Twitch chat from Punkhead, who says I have an email and it's directed at me. Uh, Punkhead's girlfriend thinks I'm jealous or, that he's jealous of me because I uh, they haven't played my stream. He's talking to me specifically. I want to ease your concerns. I will be streaming the thing you want me to stream, which is my DJ stuff. Uh, but to tie in our topics, um, 
D.Y. Dynamite said he hated the Jack moments in Resident Evil 7. Yeah, those were terrible. Um, He also says, or on the Resident Evil 1 remake, the first time you saw a zombie come back to life again as a crimson head zombie that ran at you. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So it was John Marcel. I just found the email. So I'm going to, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to reply to him and ask for his address. Is that okay? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. For sure. Uh, uh, and then Overblown Truth comes in and says, if it's not claimed, I'm going to take it. <laughs> John's number one fan. John, he loves you. Who's this? Overblown Truth. Oh, See, he doesn't yeah. even know who you are, Overblown. And he's like, who are you? I'm so pretentious. I was typing the thing. I didn't hear. got to be able to do two things. I um, wear, so I wear shirts with the collars. Yeah, I'm, I'm fancy. They're ironed. I have a dog uh, looking we, at the camera. We're going to do this. Um, as a suggestion from one of you guys. Uh, so today or yesterday, I'm sorry, in the afternoon, Chris said in our discord, Hey, at everyone. So everyone who's in our discord saw this. If you're not in discord, why not? Uh, if you have questions about the new resident evil series, make sure to drop a line before five 30 tomorrow in either the email section on here or by emailing weekly games chat at gmail.com. He did end up editing that message. So I wonder what it said before. Uh, in response to that, Walter Actual said, I started trying to watch the new Resident Evil on Netflix, and maybe it's just me, but what does it take to get a TV show movie to get this property right? Besides the umbrella name and character name Wesker, this is a high school teen drama mixed with 28 Days Later, not Resident Evil. Someone, please change my mind. Oh. Uh, not Resident Evil. Which one? The first one, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5. He's all throwing shade tones, on your remarks there. All different tones, all different stories, all different approaches to, to, to the Resident Evil series. So just let me know what you think it needs to be and let me know how your script is. See, guys, it's not, it's not just me. He doesn't do it to just me. He does it to I'm everyone. Playing, That's what he says. Know, we know you are. <laughs> Look, I'm fully aware and I'm fully I'm I'm fully cognizant of the of the concept that this is not a well-liked show. Yeah. I wish it this is not me just going I'm trying to be contrarian and I just like it because everybody hates it. So um, as we recorded our friend Mike started watching it, John. Because he knows Chris is he wants to see if Chris is is right, right? Yeah. So he says he's realized this is not for our the gamers. This is actually for people who don't play Resident Evil games. Um, he says it's pretty obvious. We kind of said that about like the Halo show too now. Yeah. Uh, but then we kind of countered with, well, they did show like behind Chiefs' helmet what that view looked like, which is funny because then he never wore the helmet again. But uh, you know what I mean. And plus they were working towards things that actually take place in Halo. I agree. So uh, Draven did chime in uh, later. Uh, that actually was this morning and said, I lost interest real quick. I did finish the first episode, but I'm not sure I'll pick it back up. Um, so there you go. And then the next thing I see where we went live and, uh, <laughs> I laugh because Punkhead put a, a gift that says it's happening. Is it, isn't it? And that's Michael, Michael, Sarah looking all Michael Sarah ish. Um, yeah. And Jim I Marcel just that, showed up. Monkey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about you. Uh, we believe you were the winner of the resident evil game. We're going to sign when COVID doesn't make us scared to be around each other all the time again, which is never. Um, but Tito Monkey says basically all licensed properties try for a wider audience, and he's not wrong there. 
at yeah. all. But just a reminder, if you did want to be a part of our Discord community, it's easy to find us. You, you, there's different ways to go about it. Uh, and we welcomed a few new folks this, I feel like the, this week. Um, we finally got Andrew Beowulf in here, which is fantastic. Andrew Beowulf's been a, around for a while. I remember that name uh, following us on Twitter many, like many years ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, you know, <clears throat> we hope you had a good time here on episode 365 of the podcast, the world's greatest podcast of all time about video games. It was funny that this week we talked about a TV show that was about video games, and that was Resident Evil. Um, this is your reminder also that wherever you download our show to please give us you know, a good review that helps other people like yourself find us and we can make our uh, community grow even bigger and better. You know, that's what's up. If you want to send us an email, of course, you can do that to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of us on the Twitterverse, we're at weeklygameschat on Twitter. And then for the 19th time this episode, I'm mentioning, mentioning our Discord. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, we can make that happen. I'll look to my friends, John and Chris, and I'll say game on, boys. Love you guys. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. I love you more. Game on to both. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life. <laughs>